0: Hello, I'm Petri Hoskin, and if you're listening to this show, then it's safe to say you'll love Hacks and Flax. Hacks and Flax is where you get the inside scoop on how journalist hacks and the flax of government and business work behind the scenes to decide which stories you'll be reading with your morning coffee, and perhaps, more importantly, how they keep certain headlines off the front pages. I'm assisted by a regular panel of hacks and flax who lift the lid on that special relationship between press and politics. So let hacks and flax blow your mind and change the way you look at news forever. Ten to six, near enough. Friday, Tom Swarbrick on LBC means we've reached the moment. The moment to bring you the most in-depth, thoughtful and best storytelling from the other side of the pond. Ladies and gentlemen, these are the fireworks before Independence Day via Simon Marks, American Week. Tom, when we last gathered around the American Week campfire, the top figures in the Biden administration were hoping for a quiet weekend. They were about to say their goodbyes to Prime Minister Narendra Modi of India, whose state visit to Washington was wrapping up. Behind them, a week of dizzying diplomacy with him, and before that, with the Chinese, thanks to the Secretary of State's visit to Beijing. They all thought they could put their feet up and enjoy the fruits of an unusually long spring in Washington. It was not to be. Breaking news out of Russia where Yevgeny Prigozhin, the leader of the Wagner mercenary group, says that his forces have left Ukraine and are headed into Russia. It is 3 a.m. in Moscow. Here's what we know. The Russian government is accusing Evgeny Prigozhin of mounting a coup. The Wagner chief has said his 25,000-strong force is ready to die to take down Russia's military leadership. That news from Russia, there reported by CBS and NBC, galvanized Washington. Late last Friday, the White House announced the president would spend the weekend at Camp David, where he held emergency calls with allies, including the prime minister. On Saturday, his national security advisor and other top officials raced to the presidential retreat in the Maryland mountains. And then more whiplash as they watched the sudden retreat of Prigozhin's mutineers from Moscow. We made clear that we were not involved. We had nothing to do with it this was part of a struggle within the russian system on monday president biden indicated the u.s had received intelligence last week suggesting a mutiny by Prigozhin's brutal mercenaries was on the cards but hadn't telegraphed it in order to avoid being accused of fomenting a coup but the white house was caught entirely flat-footed by the mutineers retreat just as they were closing in on moscow with one top official describing it as a mystery i think we've seen- Seen more cracks emerge in the the Russian facade. Secretary of State Antony Blinken speaking on NBC. It is too soon to tell exactly where they go uh, and and when they get there but certainly uh, we we have all sorts of new questions ...that Putin is going to have to address in the weeks and months ahead. That's an indication that the US now believes Putin's authority was badly fractured by last week's events... ...and that the cracks will eventually lead to his downfall. Among Trump-backing Republicans, of course, there was sympathy for the Russian leader's predicament. The former president on his own social media platform said the US should be careful what it wishes for... ...and warned that Putin's successor could be far worse... And in a fresh indication of just how far the party of Ronald Reagan has drifted from its democracy-loving moorings, former Fox News presenter Tucker Carlson openly sided with the Russians during his new TV show on Elon Musk's Twitter. Why exactly are we at war with Russia? It seems like there's a pretty significant downside to this particular foreign policy decision, starting with economic collapse and ending potentially with extinction. Honestly, there's got to be a better reason for waging this, the most pointless war of all. Just on the facts, you didn't miss anything. America is not, of course, waging war on Russia. But let's not allow that to get in the way of a Twitter broadcast that so far has been viewed more than 13 million times. It has been a stunning week for those charting the depths to which the Republican Party has fallen. This was the week when we heard the audio of Donald Trump allegedly showing people top secret documents that his... mar-a-lago estate it's a key piece of evidence in the department of justice criminal case that could see the former president jailed for decades isn't it amazing i have a big pile of papers this thing just came up look they presented me this This is off the record but They presented me this. Prosecutors say this is the top secret battle plan prepared by the chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff just in case the president decided to take military action against Iran. Trump is allegedly showing it to fawning members of staff despite its top secret markings. This was done by the military, given to me. Yeah. See, as president, I could have de yeah. Now I can't, you know, but this is yeah, no you Now we have a problem. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. It's so that. cool. So cool. Just wait till you see my etchings. Trump was not the only Republican caught on tape this week. We have not talked before about the presidential bid launched by Francis Suarez, the mayor of Miami. But in an interview with right-wing talk show host Hugh Hewitt, when the conversation turned to China and its repression of the Uyghur Muslims in Xinjiang, that American America Brands a Genocide, well, you take a listen. Will you be talking about the Uyghurs in your campaign? The what? The Uyghurs. What's a Uyghur? OK, we'll come back to that. Uh, let me You won't be obvious. you okay. got to get smart on that. Just in case you missed it, the best thing about that is the giggle. What, the what? Good night, Irene. Meanwhile, if you are planning a summer visit to Miami or anywhere else in Florida, for that matter, as a public service, I thought you ought to hear what Republican Senator Rick Scott had to say this week. He is denying reports that he's thinking of becoming the fourth man from the Sunshine State to declare his candidacy for the president Here he is this week in his full glory. Let me give you a a travel warning. If you're a socialist, communist, somebody that believes in big government, I would think twice. Think twice if you're thinking about taking a vacation or moving to Florida. We're the free state of Florida. We actually don't believe in socialism. It's not good. It's not good for anybody. So if you're thinking about it, if you think about coming to Florida and you're a socialist or communist, think twice. I just hope your tickets are refundable. It is tempting to ask what on earth is going on here, which is essentially the question that Joe Biden was asked yesterday about another seismic decision handed down this week by the US Supreme Court. Is this a rogue court? After a very long pause, the president said... This is not a normal court. This is not a normal court. Its Republican-appointed majority struck down the ability of universities to engage in affirmative action when prospective students apply for a place. As of yesterday, they are not allowed to ask about an applicant's racial or ethnic background. Democrats were furious. The truth is, we all know it, discrimination still exists in America. Discrimination still exists in America. America. Discrimination still exists in America. Today's decision does not change that. Like the court, Republicans, including former Vice President Mike Pence, called time on efforts by universities to redress the racial injustices of America's past. There may have been a time, 50 years ago, when we needed to affirmatively take steps uh, to correct long-term racial bias in Institutions of higher education, but I I can tell you as the uh, father of three college graduates those days are long over Let's just break that down. He's saying there that he's the father of three white college graduates, but we can trust him There's no need for affirmative action to bring more blacks and Latinos through university doors now, to be fair, many Asian Americans are also celebrating the court's decision, saying their families have been hampered by the system the justices have now struck down. There were fresh court decisions only this morning. President Biden's efforts to forgive student debt for 40 million Americans have been blocked, and in a separate precedent, the court ruled that a Colorado web designer did have the legal right to refuse to design a site for a same-sex couple planning to marry. Some time Gifts for the nation from the Republican dominated bench. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. On Tuesday, America celebrates its 247th birthday with burgers, beers and fireworks, and also a continuing lurch to the right by Republicans and the institutions they dominate. In 3 years time, Tom, the country will be 250, but it may look very different by then. From Washington, D.C., Simon Marks, American Week.